Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Worth Playing For podcast. This is going to be episode 37 of the podcast, and today I'm talking about episode 8 of Survivor Mark Cases, Juries Out. I will also quickly touch on episode 9, which is the kind of recap, you know, the last 24 days episode as well, um, which honestly didn't really have that much, but I will talk about it really briefly as well. Um, so yeah, let's get into episode 8. Again, this one is titled Juries Out, and in the last episode, we get a recap of the merge episode where Rob and Kathy originally met up to represent their tribes, and they had quite the time um, chowing down on some pizza, drinking some beers, and having a good night there. Um, and Rob essentially threw the road to four right under the bus with Kathy, um, told them that, you know, they had planned for her to go next, them seven have an alliance, You're, you, you Pasco and Aaliyah mean nothing to them, yada, yada, yada. Um, and this pretty much prompted like an open forum between Kathy, Rob, and Zoe, where Kathy, you know, sensed the pressure, um, but Rob essentially just outed the agreement that the seven of them had um, and tried to convince Kathy that, you know, she's not as, uh, she's not as in a good spot as she thought she was going to be in. Um, Zoe denies this, but not very well, as Kathy is able to kind of really feel the pressure here, um, which results in her winning immunity. Um, and, you know, Ron and Sean continue, Rob and Sean kind of continue to argue with the Row 2 members, um, try to stir up some chaos in the camp, but it never really works. Um, and they don't really think of going to Kathy and Lily and Pascal and trying to get something together. It's really just them two against the world right now. So it does end up with Rob Mariano, Boston Rob, leaving in a 7-2-1 to two to one vote, ending his first season of Survivor. Um, and the one was not something I picked up on last time. Um, I guess I thought it was 8-2, to two, eight to two, I assumed that, uh, but Kathy actually threw a vote Zoe's way. Um, and I, I wonder what the thought behind this was, because I'd like to give Kathy credit and say, you know, maybe, because Kathy does say that the plan right now is to vote out Sean. And so if that is her plan, maybe she's mapping out the flip at 8, and they pull in just Vesepia, and they're trying to stack some votes on Zoe, um, which probably isn't a bad idea, to be honest, um, because Kathy does have a vote, I think, um, from Gina. I'm not sure whether she has a vote from Sarah or not. Um, and so maybe she's trying to map that out, even though she doesn't know that the tie thing wouldn't be an effective season. Um, but if she is trying to do that, that's great. If she's just trying to send a message to Zoe, that makes me ask a question. Um, but you know, either way, that one vote doesn't really play into the grand scheme of things as Boston Rob does leave. Um, either way, it should be a little bit concerning for Zoe moving forward here, but we wake up on day 22 um, as they all celebrate making the jury phase of the game, we learned that Vesepia actually told Rob before tribal that she was going to vote for him just straight up. I guess he didn't mind. Um, and the two of them left on good terms with Sepia, really wanting to be, you know, a cards-up type player. Um, and meanwhile, the Road to 4 celebrate being in a good position. You know, in their minds, they're in complete control. You know, they, they have Vesepia, they have Pascal and Lee and Kathy. They should be good to go here, and, and they really should be. Um, that... That should be the plan. Everyone seems to be on board to vote Sean. Even Kathy um, is telling us how Sean will be the next one voted off. So everything should be going according to plan from then on. Um, but when they wake up, they see two trees that fell over during the night. They're thankful that it did land on them. And we get kind of a lot of one-off scenes here. Pascal, like, attending the fire and thinking of his family. And um, just kind of, obviously, now that we're starting to, there's only one tribe to focus on. And it's going to continue getting this way throughout the next couple episodes. There's a, there's a lot less to put in the show. So we have these nature shots and we have these like random character bits, which are, which are interesting. And they're starting to really flesh out these characters. Um, but obviously it, it doesn't 
give me a ton to talk about. Um, and that's why I think pretty much from now on, it will be, uh, we'll be doubling up. Um, so the next episode, I'll be doing episodes 10 and 11, um, which is, I believe, Zoe and Tammy Boots. And then, then I will do um, the general and then Sean, and then I will do the finale. So pretty much puts it pretty straightforward. We're not at the point yet where, where they're watching them uh, catch insects or anything like we were in the Australian Outback. Um, but, you know, it, it, we are definitely showing signs that they're running out of content a little bit here. Um, and so Kathy and Zoe are going to have an early conversation on the beach, and they're trying to mend the tension from the night before. Zoe continues to deny everything, saying, you know, we were lying to Rob. You're good. You've always been good. But Kathy continues to read it as a lie. Um, and we don't know whether how truthful they are. We don't really know whether Kathy was going to go um, last time if she did not win immunity. I, I would assume no. Um, but I also don't really know because obviously they weren't too fond of Kathy either way. So I'm not sure. Um, and so Zoe could be telling the truth here. Like they could have just been lying to Rob and Sean, but either way, Kathy does not believe her um, and wants to continue to make Zoe feel guilty over her vote or sorry, her plans. Um, the two agree to kind of put their beef aside until the Sean vote off and then they'll figure it out from there. And I mean, it's hard to like, and let's stop down and just talk about the here. Um, because it's, it's hard to, like, when I'm doing my MVP points and really trying to discuss power rankings, it's hard to, like, give Vesepi a lot of credit. Um, because, you know, what she's doing really is kind of a precursor to, like, the Sandra game, right? She kind of is anybody but me, even if it is Rob, who's one of her closest allies. She's like, you know, as long as it's not me, that's fine. Um, she's going to kind of stay with her numbers when she has them, but it, she's just a social player. And it's it's really impressive how she's integrated herself so well with the Rotu tribe to the fact that um, she's probably number five there. Um, and, and like they, they just want to vote out Sean and then they're going to figure it out. And then maybe it's Kathy, then maybe it's Nalia Pasco, who knows? Um, but it's definitely not Vesepia. Like Vesepia seems to really be out, out of the radar here, um, which is super impressive um, from her perspective. Um, so yeah, so the tribes then find their tree mail um, which is material for building kites, and they will be flying to compete for. They will be flying these kites to compete for the reward, um, and they all get to work building these kites. Um, or in Nalia's case, a new dress. Uh, she looks like she's not really incredibly interested in building a kite. She's fashioned it as a clothing item, which honestly, don't blame her. Um, you have a one in nine shot of winning immunity, but a one of one shot of getting a cool dress. So, um, totally understandable there. Um, Kathy gets to work trying to plant seeds to Pascal while they're working on these kites about voting off. She calls them the powerful people. Um, he wants to take everyone at their word and not worry about it. Like Pascal is just like, you know what, if they said they're not going to vote you off, let's just believe them. You know, what's the harm in that? Um, but Kathy, obviously that, that doesn't fly with her. Um, and so Kathy claimed that they, you know, we're just getting used like the road to four, they're just using us to get to the top. And it's a persistent effort by Kathy. You know, it looks pretty hopeless, but given some time, you know, she keeps kind of planting these seeds, it might work. Obviously, it's going to work, but not because of Kathy, but because of Nalia. Um, and then we go to the reward challenge. It's not really close at all. It's more just funny seeing them all try to fly kites. Um, but they are competing for a king-size Snickers bar and then a deep-sea diving trip thing. Um, and so all nine of them have to fly their kites. Whoever gets to the end of their spool the fastest wins. Um, some other people seem to kind of get some get some air under them and, and get their kites up in the air. Um, but Kathy knows exactly what she's doing. She looks like the only one that's actually flown a kite before. Um, and she gets to the end of, this, end of her spool pretty easily um, and wins this reward. So good on Kathy. 
Um, but maybe not good on Kathy because this reward, this deep sea diving trip that's going to happen the next day on day 23 is an alone reward. Like it's just her, um, which is really weird by the show. I'm not sure where this is going to happen again. It did happen, I believe, with Colby. Um, and I guess Lex, I guess, also went on his trip alone um, when he did the, the hospital trip. So definitely not a common thing. Actually, I guess it has been common that there's one or two of these each of the seasons so far. But moving forward, it won't be a typical thing for for castaways to go on rewards alone. And because that's not necessarily an advantage um, for her, I don't know if that's what she needs. Because having time without Kathy might make it easier for the Soliantu tribe to, to vote her out. Um, because they get to see, you know, how peaceful life is without Kathy. But at the same time, it might give Pascal, you know, the time it, he needs to kind of sit with this decision um, and let it marinate a little bit because of Kathy, I think it's good that Kathy started on Pascal early and it's, it's really being transparent in that process. But at the same time, she can probably be a lot. And for Pascal, it might be nice just to have that time to kind of sit with it and let it really marinate in Pascal's head. So um, in the end, I don't think it was too big of a disadvantage for Kathy to leave here. Um, although when we do check back in with the old tribe, um, Tammy tells us that the Road to Four plus Nalia and Pascal have agreed to, to go to the six together. They're going to vote out Sean and then Vesepian and Kathy, assumedly, and go to the six together. And Sean knows that, you know, he's he knows that he's next. He knows where he stands in the pecking order and tells Vesepia his plan. He's going to go to Kathy. He's going to go to Nalia and try to get something going. Um, if he can try to pull them in, make a group of five, um, like then maybe he has some life in this game. Maybe they can pull out something. And although this should be bad for Kathy, the fact that um, they've now formed the six. She's definitively on the outs. It kind of helps, I think, because the whole time um, Kathy has been going to Pasco, being like, Pasco, you know, I'm in trouble. They hate me. They were going to vote me off next. Like, we're not in a good position. Pasco's like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Like, I'm sure they're being truthful. They're not lying to you. Um, so although it's, like, not good that Kathy is on the outs here, it's almost like the, the silver lining to it is Pascal has now been approached by the Road 24 saying, yeah, we don't care about Kathy. Like, we'll, we'll get her out. We're good. Um, and so it makes him see that, hey, Kathy is kind of onto something here. Um, and, you know, maybe she, she's right about us being at the bottom, or at least her being at the bottom. Um, and so he doesn't know where he stands, but he for sure knows where Kathy stands, which gives Kathy's arguments a little bit of credibility here um, and helps him see what is, is really going on. And so Kathy comes back with the full Snickers bar to share with the tribe. Everyone's pretty happy about that. Seems to be a pretty good social move. Um, and now we start to get the big moment here um, and really winding up towards um, this flip. So Sean and Pascal talk that the bond that those four have are really tight. And this motivates Sean to make his move, proposing or uh, going off, off with Kathy on a talk and proposing that him too, Giuseppe, Pascal, and Aaliyah come, to, come together and pick apart the road to four. Obviously, they're not calling them the Road to Four. That's just what I'm calling them um, for, you know, convenience sake. Um, and so Pascal is open to working with her. Sorry, I'm, I'm skipping ahead here. Um, so Vesepia is in, Pascal and Aaliyah, they, they want to come in. And Kathy says, you know, that is a good plan. That's a good spot to be in. She's going to work on Pascal and Aaliyah. And, and this is where she goes to both Nalia and Pascal. And this is what I, I kind of just mentioned, that Pascal is open to working with Kathy. Um, and, and he's not completely closed off against the idea of, of working with the Sepia. Obviously, he loves Nalia. Um, but Sean is going out next. You know, that's a non-negotiable. 
Um, when she goes to Nalina, she, she doesn't really want to flip. And to the point where she says, you know, if you continue to scramble like this, you might be next. So Nalina and Pascal running into a little bit of a roadblock here. Um, and it's not great, right? Nalina, like they're just, for some reason, they seem to be blind to the fact that they would be five and six. I, I would have thought at this point that it should be pretty clear because them four have been together the whole game. They hang out all the time. And you two are a tight duo. Like, they're not going to just let you two walk to the end. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Um, but obviously, this isn't exactly like a meeting of the brains here with Pascal and Nalia. Um, and, and Pascal is just, like, being really adamant um, that Sean has to go, which um, I think is kind of a questionable mindset. Um, he wants Sean out next no matter what. And he seems to think that, you know, Sean has the numbers now and, Sean's getting cocky because he's got the five when Sean is still scrambling. Like he, like this, this conversation happened like 10 minutes ago. Um, Sean is definitely not confident at all. Um, and so for Pascal to think this, you know, I, I'm just going to name it. Like, I, I think there's some sort of racial dynamic in there. Um, I think there is, there is a little bit of stereotyping um, going on here. And the fact that Pascal is so adamant that Sean needs to go here. Um, I don't think is a great look at all. Um, if I'm going to be honest. Um, and, and the whole time, I think Sean is kind of, Vesepi does a great job, but that's because she is very, um, I, I don't know what the word is, tame, I guess. Like she, she's very unproblematic. She's, she's just going to fit right into a group. She's going to be a social butterfly. Everyone loves Vesepi. But Sean, he's going to be a little bit more outspoken. He's going to like really stick up for what he believes and stick up for himself. And for some reason, even though John is like that, Zoe is like that, Tammy is like that, um, the generals like that, you know, like they really take an issue with Sean, um, pretty much anytime he opens his mouth, um, which I think is just, it's a really tough hill to climb here. Um, but Pascal, you know, gives his word to John that he's with them hundred percent and nothing to worry about. My word is good. Sean is going home, um, at this next tribal, um, which is, I mean, good on Pascal that he was able to con really convince John here. Um, but obviously it, it's, the fact that Pascal can like flip on this so quickly is a little bit concerning as well. Um, but you know, John is happy and we get this like confessional of doom here where John's like, Nalia and Pascal are reliable. I know I can trust them. And it's kind of like I have two free passes. Um, and you know, this is just the kiss of death. Anyone who says this is going home at this next tribal guaranteed. Um, and the way that John speaks about them, that it's the four of them plus Nalia and Pascal it, you know, it, it makes it very clear to the audience that this is the right move for Nelly and Pascal to flip. Um, and so we go to day 24, um, and they get the tree meal about the immunity challenge. Sean knows that he's in the hot seat here as we ramp up for, you know, a perfectly timed challenge. Um, typically, this would be paired with, like, the touchy subjects thing where they're, like, given a survey and they're asked to fill it out. Um, right now, it's just a trivia, um, a tri trivia challenge. Um, and then if you get it right, you can take a chop at someone's coconut um rope thing um and if you get three chops then you're out so very iconic challenge um i wish they did more of this in the recent seasons um but you know it's definitely makes clear the packing order this will come into play future seasons um obviously people start to figure this out a little bit but it definitely is a game changer um and definitely is a challenge that there, there's a game within the challenge which i really like to see personally as someone who likes the strategy of it um and obviously it completely changes the game in this one and so, um, I do, first off, I do agree with the modification of this challenge. Um, when people talk about this, they, they like the challenge. They obviously like the strategy of it. But I do agree with the modification that if you get the question right, you, you can't be chopped. Um, I think you like there, there's no reason why 
you know, you should be able to play a perfect game and then still go out in the first round. Like, Sean gets the quest, the first question right, but then after the first round, he's already down to one out of his three ropes, um, which sucks, right? He, like, absolutely does not stand a chance in this challenge. Um, and, you know, if he, gets a, if he got that question wrong and is out in the first round, whatever, you, there's nothing you could do. Or sorry, there was something you could do to get the question right. But right now, there's nothing Sean he, like, can do. Um, he's, he's doomed in this challenge. Um, so in the next round, John, Vesepia, Zoe, Sean, and Leah get this no, get gets this one right. Uh, Vesepia chops Kathy, um, which is probably a smart move. Sean cuts John, and then John finishes Sean's elimination, and then Leah and Zoe both cut Vesepia. Um, so this is where Sean gives gives him his iconic quote from the sidelines. Oh, there's a conspiracy going on here, y'all. Um, because, you know, it's round two. Sean is already out. Vesepia has two chops, and the only other people with chops are... Uh, Kathy has one and John has one. Um, and it's from the Seppi and Sean, right? So it should be, it's very clear um, where the totem pole is here. Um, and then John, General, Pascal, Zoe, and Tammy. I might be missing some names here. They do, they kind of eventually make it into a montage, but it's hard to know at what point they, because they, they do it round by round and then they kind of show a montage and then they start picking up with the round again. So it's, it's kind of hard to tell um, who is doing what. Um, but essentially in this round, they finish Recepia, do th- two more to Kathy, and then add one each to Pascal and Aaliyah. Um, and so it, it's become very clear, right? The only one not in the row 2-4 who has any like, chop is John, which came from Sean. Um, and so not great. Um, so Pascal cuts Zoe, the general cuts Sean, John. And I mean, I think the general kind of realizes this, right? Like your alliance is going to understand. Just throw them a chop here and there, right? Um, don't make it just so incredibly clear that you four are aligned. Um, but eventually, John's going to finish off Pascal. Um, and Kathy, Sean, Vesepia just sit on the sidelines watching this all go off as, you know, they're going to see a sequence that is going to represent their game at large, right? If they continue to let the row two four dictate what is going on, it's going to be Sean, Vesepia, and Kathy, and then immediately Pascal or Aaliyah. Um, and it's really the, the perfect way for Pascal and Aaliyah to, to land, to see where they land on the totem pole. Uh, totem pole, and, and this is really going to set the table for the upcoming move. So I don't know how long production had planned to do this challenge here, but it really is perfect placement because if, you know, if this is just a stand on the pole for as long as you can, who knows um, if if Pascal and Nelia end up flipping here. But because this is this the challenge went the way it went, um, and the row two four are going to be incredibly boastful, they're going to be cocky, they're going to, because uh, it's, it's clear to them that because they were able to completely hold a monopoly on this challenge, they can control the game. Um, but the thing is, because they can see that, so can other people. And that's the thing they don't realize. Um, and we're going to talk a lot in the next kind of few minutes here about, you know, what could the row two four have done differently, right? John's the figurehead for that alliance. What could he have done differently to stay in this game? Um, and it's tough, right? Because coming into this merge, like they're in a perfect position, right? They're a tight four. Um, they have a, a seven-person alliance with their tribe, and then they have a seven-person alliance with their old tribe who's coming back in, right? They are perfectly lined. Um, I do think the ideal merge boot for them probably would have been Kathy, because then, you know, Pasco and Aaliyah probably don't have anywhere else to go. Um, but Kathy wins meaning, that's fine. Vote out Rob. Cool. However, um, like it's not like they do anything wrong in terms of their positioning here, right? Like they make an alliance with Pasco and Aaliyah, and, and Pasco, like, literally 24 hours, less than 24 hours ago, promised John and gave him his word that he's voting with them. And Pascal's an honest guy. So like up until 
this challenge, they were doing absolutely everything right. But unfortunately, they're so transparent during this challenge. Their attitude is absolutely terrible. And it, it helps Lily and Pascal see what could be coming for them if they continue with the row to four. So that's kind of my rant about how big this challenge is. We'll get to the end of it here. Um, I think eventually it does end with the general Tammy and Nalia. So Nalia is able to make it to the three, which I think is... I think they eventually realized, like, hey, maybe we shouldn't, like, just completely bag on Leah here. Um, but I think you you got to go farther than that. I think the general and Tammy probably should have just gone, straight up gone for each other. Let Nalia win the challenge, even if it's obvious. Let Nalia win. That way, like, she has some assurance. Um, and because Nalia has assurance, Pascal will have assurance. Like, just let her win. Like, even if, you know, it's it's Sean, and then it's Vesepia, and then it's Kathy, and then it's Pascal. Who cares? Just let Nalia win the challenge and everything could have been avoided because I 100% believe if Nalia wins, she does not have the concern. And because she's fine, Pascal, there's no reason for Pascal to change his mind either. So um, yeah, just not good all around. So Tammy will end up winning immunity here. Um, but So it didn't really matter who exactly had it, but what, will, what comes next here will really set the stage for the rest of this game. Um, and so Vesepia, she's smiling, right? She sees that like everything is not perfect here. The road to four has gotten cocky um, about their place in the tribe. And they're really relishing the fact that they eliminated Sean during this challenge, right? John is like reminiscing about this great moment where he chopped the last rope of Sean. And it's just let it go, let it go dude. Um, so Pascal, this is where Pascal and Leah go off here. And it's, I think it, it's pr pretty good work, um, at least what we see in this episode, that Kathy was able to plant these seeds with Leah and Pascal. And then just sit back um, and just let it happen. Because, like, obviously, Kathy, she's not in tight with those two. If those two can just come to the conclusion on their own, that's the ideal scenario, and they do. So them two are going to go off. Um, they know that they're five and six in the pecking order now. It is really clear. Um, it's going to—it's row two, four, and then it's them two. They were immediately the targets after them. And, you know, and they say that, you know, the row two, those guys did a bad job. Like, they really shouldn't have told us that, um, which is completely true. Um, and Nalia is adamant that, you know, something has to change. She does not want to go out five, fifth or sixth. She's got to follow her heart. And if she, and she cannot in good conscience vote for Sean tonight. So Nalia, I, I was really impressed with Nalia here. Um, and it, it's weird that in the final trouble, she's going to say that she didn't start playing until I believe it was this day. Um, or maybe it was the day before. Um, because I, I was really impressed with her throughout the pre-merge. Um, she's in a really good position, and she is the one who sways Pascal here. Obviously, Sean does, like, if we look at this like a relay race, Sean does the first lap, Kathy does the second lap, and Nalia does the next two laps. Um, like, she's really the decision maker here. Um, and, and so I was really impressed with her. Um, so she's for sure voting for John tonight. Pascal is a little bit on the fence. Um, and I, I think he's torn because I think, you know, he's a judge, right? And so this provides a lot of context as to how he makes decisions. And I think he's used to taking a lot of time to make his decisions. Um, judges take a while and they usually have a lot of seemingly unbiased help. Um, and potentially also as a judge, there could be, you know, like a racial dynamic too there, right? Because typically, um, you know, black people don't do the best like in, in court, right? He's probably persecuted a, like a lot and sent a lot of people to jail, right? Um, and obviously, I, do, I don't want to like associate and just connect the dot between Sean and the people that Pascal has sent to jail. Um, but I, I, I do think this is just rooted within Pascal. 
um, a little bit, right? He's not used to siding with someone like Sean. Um, and so I do think there's a little bit of a moral dilemma here that he's going against, you know, his word um, as a judge to to flip to, to someone that he typically wouldn't go with. Um, and I mean, that's great. I'm really glad that Pascal lands where he lands. Um, and I, I, I could definitely be overreading this. I don't want to assume too much about Pascal, but, you know, based on what we see, I, I'm, I'm kind of connecting these dots here. Um, I do think Sean and Vesepia and Kathy do a great job of, of really making themselves like appealing and likable. Um, and so it's in Pascal's hands, but um, obviously Pascal is going to make the, the best decision that he, that he can. Um, I think he's just a little bit, he, he's not used to having to make it in this much pressure with this little time. Um, and so we get to tribal. Vesepia brings up, like, at tribal, how the road was just blatantly cocky at the end of the challenge. They have a pretty bad attitude, and they don't deny it. Um, John says, you know, we're just playing the game. Um, he And John says, you know, he wants to play a straight-up game, but he, he has to play it. And if that involves lying, then so be it. Um, Pascal says he's starting to play. He started to play the game today, um, which probably isn't the best thing to say at tribal. Um, Sean says, you know, he's not going to lie. He's not going to go against his morals. He's, he'd rather go out tonight by being himself by then, um, sorry, he'd rather go out tonight by being himself than break his integrity just to survive one more tribal. Um, I mean, I don't love this. I don't, I don't love this when people play the integrity and morals card, but I'll go with it just cause it's Sean and I love Sean. Um, so they go to vote. We see the general voting for Sean, Tammy voting for Sean saying that he, he, I guess, doesn't pull his weight around camp. And then we get Sean's iconic confessional here. Checkmate, bruh. Thought you had me. So anytime you go to Vegas, bet on black. We're definitely going to have some chicken and waffles when this whole thing is done. Um, so iconic confessional from Sean. And Jeff reads the votes. And it's Sean, Sean, John, 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 Sean, John, John. Um, the eighth person voted out of this game and the first member of the jury. Uh, the five in the majority are smiling while Tammy, Zoe, and the general are, are trying to process what just happened. Um, but this is the big move of the season, right? The fall of the row two four. Um, and for, you know, all of these five, it's in their best interest to to do this, right? There was no way they were going to maneuver around those four. This is a win of opportunity, and they had to take it. Right? For each of them, there's now a winning path, right? Kathy is in the middle of two pairs. Vesepia and Sean, you know, they just bought themselves like 10 more days. Lee and Pascal have to feel really good about their chances. So it, it really is, there's nothing locked in with those five, right? Um, and I guess you could say Nalia, Pascal, and Kathy are tighter, but not really. Um, and Sean and Vesepia are just happy to have more life in this game. So it makes sense for all five of them um, to put themselves in a winning position here. And yeah, so that just really talking through just what a momentous move like this would not, maybe would not have happened in the first couple seasons here as it used to really be, you know, Tribe strong. Um, but now Tribe has been put on the back burner. It's more important to discuss, you know, what is best for your game. And we do actually see here that Zoe votes for John. I guess it was a six to three vote. I'm not sure why she voted for John here. Um, maybe she was told a little bit um, and given a warning this is gonna happen. I'm not sure, but John on his way out says, well, 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 so I'm the first member of the jury. I'm going to go eat really good food. My abs are incredible. I wish I could have done a little bit better. You won't be able to retire. Mom, I'm sorry, but I, I won't, I've made the game, and I made the jury, and I guess I did really well, and I'm very proud of myself. So, I mean, good on John. I was impressed. You know, he was the thicker head of this alliance, but unfortunately, the alliance failed. Um, so that kind of rests on him a little bit. Um, and so my MVPs for this episode, I'm going to give it to, you know, the three players in my relay race I described, Sean, Kathy, and Aaliyah. I'm not giving a ton of credit to Vesepia because she really sat back and let it happen. 
Um, but I, there's tons of credit left to give to Vesepia here. And then LVP, Tammy, Zoe, the general, very straightforward. They're now in a losing position when they, they really shouldn't be. Um, so that that's pretty much it there. Um, and in terms of where John legacy lands here, I'm not going to put him like in my, my grand rankings here, but you know, I'm, I, I think there is a lot of similarities be- between his game and like a Jeff Farner's game. I would put him a little bit ahead cause he obviously had a little bit more control, but probably not much more than that. Um, just, just because like he, he really failed as like an Alliance figurehead. So I, I could probably put him above, like I'd put him above Jeff Farner, maybe above someone like a Jenna Lewis. Um, but that probably is as far as I would go. Um, but I, again, I'm not going to add him to my grand rankings here. And so I watched the recap episode, not really too much there. We get a bit more of the context behind Peter Harkey's vote off. He really brought the sense of paranoia to the game instead of just going with the flow and voting off an obvious target. He really tried so hard to like sway everyone's votes, resulting in his vote off. Um, we saw a little bit more why Patricia got booted from the tribe. It didn't really seem to have anything to do with her age or ability, but rather just her being annoying and demanding. Um, Kathy and Gina seemed really close. We get a bit more context about Kathy's restaurant in Alaska voting confessional. I guess that's Gina's dream is to open up a restaurant in Alaska. And then we get actually get a bit more behind the scenes of the five coming together. There's actually a scene with, where all five of them are in the camp discussing the plan, which we didn't see in the episode. That probably would have been good, um, but that's, they probably wanted to build a bit more suspense there. Um, I'm just shocked that the Road 24 actually allowed them to be in the shelter alone. Um, a pretty poor choice on their end. Um, so that is these two episodes. Um, episode eight, which was Juries Out, and then the recap episode, episode nine. And so next time I will do the next two episodes in this merge, um, episodes 10 and 11, where we continue to see the fall of the Road 24 and a little bit more of the maneuvering towards the end game. Um, so I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Worth Playing For podcast. Thank you.